By the power in the name of Jesus, I decree that everything you have asked God is declared given unto you in the name of Jesus. Say, as you have said in my ears, as I have heard you say it, so will I do. I decree the Lord that which you have said to him in the secret, the Lord will answer you in the open, and we shall all join you to celebrate the faithfulness of the Lord in the name of Jesus. So shall it be. So shall it be. So shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. If God has answered your prayer, put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Choir, please join me. Let's sing a song unto the Lord. As we worship the Lord, we sing the song, Jesus, we enthrone you. We proclaim you as our King. Hallelujah. How many want to see Jesus enthroned in their life this morning? Then you sing this song with the whole of your heart. Jesus, we enthrone you in this place. Have your way in our midst. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we have you. We proclaim you. We
Take your place in our heart, in our soul, in our spirit, and do what only you can do. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Holy Spirit. We pray the Lord this afternoon. Thank you, Jesus. You will make yourself known unto us. But I reveal yourself unto us. Reveal the deep truth about the promises that you have ordained for us. That we might walk towards our promises and be able to fulfill and take those promises. In the name of Jesus. I arrest every spirit of sleeping, every spirit of drowsiness, every spirit of complacency to your word. Every spirit of indifference to your word, I put them under arrest now in the name of Jesus. Now release the power of the Holy Spirit, the teachable spirit of the Holy Spirit, to rule in this arena now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Please, you can take your seat. God bless you, sir. Amen. Today, by the grace of God, we're going to be rounding up the series that we started in April, and we did it again in May and June, talking about the first coming of Jesus and the second coming of Jesus. Pastor was saying, there's nobody in this church that can say, oh, I did not hear about it. So which means the hand of the leadership is washed of your blood. If you fail to eat to the instruction you have been given. But today I'm going to do the conclusion of that series. Because if you don't take this topic that I want to take today, the Holy Spirit is saying some people, they have no basis to move ahead, no matter the challenges that come their way. It's very easy to say to be holy, but you need to cooperate with the Holy Spirit to be holy. So today we are going to be talking about eternal rewards. Eternal Rewards. When you and I get to heaven, what do we stand to gain? Some people have made up their mind that as far as I'm concerned, I am okay with hell. In fact, I've seen a church whereby a pastor, I will save you the rest of the story, did everything to make the founder of the church and one other person to fall 
so that they will backslide. But they refused to cooperate with him. And you know what the man said? The man stood up on the altar one day and said, I know I am going to hell, but I don't want to go alone. I want to take this, our leader, with me. And this man, a man of God, said it on the altar. So don't think, when we are taking this kind of message, we know what we are doing. Some people, their mind is made up, I'm okay with hell. But not about you. Say, not about me. My mind is made up. I must make it to heaven. And so shall it be in the name of Jesus. Revelation twenty-two twelve. Revelation twenty-two twelve. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. Every man according as his work shall be. What does that mean? God is not going to reward us as bread of life fellowship in heaven. There is no group reward in heaven. God will not say because you are bread of life, you are Anglican, you are PCO, you are this, then you make heaven. No. Every man will be rewarded according to your work. God will not judge you. And note this, please. God will not judge you based on what somebody did or did not do to you or for you, including the devil. Oh, it's the devil that makes me fall. Yes, that is his work. But you have responsibility not to cooperate with him. Including your pastor. Oh, pastor did not teach me. Okay, why did you learn it yourself? God will not judge you based on what somebody did, but based on your response to the word of God, your response to the preaching that you have heard, your response to the calling of your God. Say, come near me, and I will draw near you. So please, don't be deceived. 1 Corinthians 3, 8. 1 Corinthians 3, 8. Now he that planted and he that watered are one. And every man, again, not every family, not every church, not every age group, every man shall receive his own reward out according to his own labor. So, God is not going to reward you because, oh, yes, you are in bread of that fellowship. But you are doing nothing. <laughs> oh, they say that church is a very powerful church. They pray very well. They fast. So, it's okay, let me just hide in this church. I can still be living anyhow I want. But because I'm in this church, I will go to heaven. Zero. That is the lie of the devil. You came alone. You are going to go, how? Alone. And you will face your God. Every service you render to God has a reward attached. 
When you're talking about it that planted, talking about you win a soul, you preach to people, you witness to them, and it that watereth, those that nurture that soul, that follow up, that make sure the souls are established, it said it true of you. Whether you are the one cleaning the church, or you are the one preaching on the altar, or you are the one carrying instruments on the altar, or you are the one cleaning the chair, whatsoever you are doing for God has a reward attached. So let me go into the details of why this reward. I've come to discover that when you lack knowledge and understanding about something, you will have no motivation to do everything possible beyond your best to receive it. Say, my people perish. For what? Mm -hmm. When you lack knowledge and understanding about something, you will not have the right value for that thing. And so, you stand the chance of abusing it. In fact, you will be complacent and indifferent about it. It doesn't concern me. Well, I don't even believe it. <laughs> that you don't believe it does not mean it's not the truth. Hello? That you don't believe it does not mean it is not what? The truth. Go to Kuwait, go to US, go to Australia. Truth is truth. Now listen to this. Never be deceived by people that teach that you should not expect reward, but just be walking, be walking, and wait for nothing. It is the lie of the devil. 1 Corinthians 15. 19. He said, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, that, that is, if in this life only you want to enjoy, you want to be blessed, you don't want to be sick, you want to enjoy Christ in this life only, that is the peak of your hope. What does the Bible say about you? He said, we are of all men most miserable. <laughs> but now is Christ risen from the dead and became the first fruit of them that slept. My Jesus came and went to heaven. He resurrected as the first person. As an example for you and I that my folks, you too you are going to resurrect like I did. So our hope is not only in this world. Yes, I want to be rich. I want to enjoy the best of God. I am the light of the world. A city set on the hill. I must shine for Jesus. That is the truth. In fact, what I say to people, the, whatever you tell me, no people say, the sky is the limit. Sky is the starting point for me. Sky may be your own limit. Sorry. Sky is what? The starting point for me. Where God is taking me to. I don't know about you. Praise God. Because of that, what you don't expect, you cannot have grace of strength, of faith to receive it. So please don't let anybody deceive you that just know you can just give to God. Don't expect a reward. You can just serve God. Don't expect a reward. So, no, 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 no. It is the lie of who? In fact, everything in this world, everything in this world is tied to reward. 
You know why you need to expect the reward? Many of us, you have been working, and when the reward came, you lost it. Because you are not expecting it. You are just busy working. You know somebody, it's like somebody, you have been working here, and somebody is coming to give you your blessing, and you are still backing the person. Don't disturb me, don't disturb me. Please don't disturb me. And the person is carrying your blessing. You are spoken the work. Please don't let anybody deceive you and say, no, just continue working. Don't expect reward. No, it is the lie of the devil. And I'm going to show you an example in the scripture. See, for example, why do you, when you are in school, your exam, the level of preparation is divided by what? The research you want. Even in your office, your performance in your office is given by what? Your bonus at the end of the year. Your performance in your office is given by your salary, your bonus, and everything that is attached. And even look at it. Thank God for the World Cup. It's going to head on Sunday. All those 11 men running like, like hell on the, on, the, on the field. They are doing it, all of them, just to receive what? One group reward, a cup. But many of them are doing it so that they will, they will be able to attract people that will be able to buy them for better price. Many of them are doing it to get the, the footballer of the year. So there is nothing you do that does not have a reward. Probably you don't know, Germany and Argentina will be playing when? When? Because Germany... I'm not, I'm not a fan of Germany. Neither is a fan of Argentina. So. But I know who is going to win. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Amen. In 1 Corinthians 9.24, the Bible says, Know ye not that they which run in a race run hall, but one receiveth the prize. So run that you may obtain. Run this race of Christianity so that you may obtain. Anything you are doing and you are not able to trace a reward attached, please, for God's sake, drop it. It's a waste for you. It's a waste of destiny. Anything at all you are doing that you can't attach a reward to it, please drop it. Because if, if care is not taken, that thing will destroy your destiny. And that includes your giving, your service, your offering, your helping others, your sacrifices, your job, your business. I'll give you some examples. From the beginning in Genesis 1.26, your God and my God created you and high for a reward. And he said, let us make man in our own image and after our likeness. Why? Go to Revelation 4.11. Revelation 4.11. He said, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou art created all things. For what? So God did not create you for you. He created you for who? For him. 
So don't make the mistake, oh, no, I can live my life anyhow. Sorry. He created you for himself. So you misbehave, you get punished. If your dog misbehaves in the house, you have the right to sell it. Is that so? Because you are the owner of the dog. God created you for his pleasure and they are present and were what? Created. From the beginning until now, till eternity, we are all created for the pleasure of God. That is why each time you commit sin, you make God angry. Because you are not making him to be happy. You are not making him to, be, to, to have pleasure when he sees you. Number two, to prove that, that anything you are doing, there is no reward, please drop it. God gave Jesus in order to have us back from the devil. The devil took you and hide. When he deceived, he. But right from that beginning, God has been doing everything possible. To have you and hide back. In John 3.16 it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave the, his only, not many, only begotten son. That whosoever believes should not perish, but have what? Everlasting life so that he can dwell with him in eternity. Do you see your God? Smart God. <laughs> Smart God. He gave Jesus so you have you and her. He did not give Jesus a phone. Note it. It was painful for that 33 and a half years that Jesus was separated from him. Physically. It was painful for God. But he had to give it. Because he has been looking to get you and her. Thank you Jesus for getting me. Thank you God for getting me. Go ahead and say that. Lord, thank you for getting me back to you. Hallelujah. Let's look at Jesus. Jesus' message from the beginning was what? According to Matthew 4.17. From the time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent and be blessed. Is that what he said? Repent and enjoy. He said, Repent for the kingdom of God is what? Do you see that? He said, Repent. But don't stop. Your repentance is because of what? The kingdom of God is coming so that you'll be prepared. So the whole message of salvation is about reward. And in fact, Jesus endured the cross. This is the one I like most. When I see people that say something, I get angry. That no, I should not expect reward. Everything I do, I must expect reward. Look at Hebrews 12.2. See your Jesus. The perfect man that ever lived on earth. Looking unto Jesus, Hebrews 12.2. The author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy. Do you see that? For what? For the joy. Jesus did not go to the cross for fun. He went there because of the joy. 
The reward for the joy that was set before him. What did he do? He endured the cross. It was painful for him, but he endured it. Despising the shame, they molested him, but said, no, I'm looking at the joy. I refuse to look at all, the, all you guys are doing. It's just in some minutes, I'll be hoped to my God. I will leave this world of shame, of pain. And sat down at the right hand of the throne of heaven. No wonder in Philippians 5, 5 to 11, that God has highly exalted him and gave him a name above every other name. That the mention of the name of Jesus, what happened? Every name is about. Of things in heaven, on earth, and where? Under the head. So where, where do you hide? Where do you hide? No, Jesus gained all those. Because what? He paid the price. And he was looking at the joy. When you look at Revelation 22:12, Jesus ended his instruction to us. How? Look at what he said. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man again. Now, do you see any reason why you should do anything you cannot attach a reward to? If you cannot trace the reward attached to that thing you are doing, please drop it. Be smart like God. Be smart like Jesus. Now look at this. Our major problem is failure to trace the true rewards attached to what we are doing. And so we easily get discouraged and fail to offer our best. That's the problem we have. You are just doing it. You are getting frustrated. You know, I, can't, I can't do it again. I'm confused. Why? Because you cannot trace the reward. I am not in my company because I need money. If I am not in Omar because I need money. I am in Omar because I want to serve God. Until you are able to trace whatever you are doing, how it links to your eternity, you get frustrated on it. And that is why I do my job with every strength in me. Because if I fail on my job, I have failed my God. I am supposed to shine on my job. Because that is what it says. Say, arise and shine. That is the purpose I'm in that company. I'm in that company so that I can fulfill the purpose of God. And my life will be a blessing to win a soul. To win many souls unto God. But here you are. You are looking at your boss. Oh, if not because, if not because of, of the way my country is. I will not be here. No. I'm not here because of my company. I'm here first because of what? To serve God. Even when you give, remember, Jesus said in Matthew 25, 31 to 46. He said, they said, oh, Jesus, where did we see you in prison? Where did we see you in, naked? And we did it to you. He said, anybody, any of my folks, my brethren, that you bless, that you give to, that you help, who are you doing it to? Do you see it? So, the next time you want to give, picture that it is Jesus putting his hand, and you are putting that gift on whose hand? Jesus. Not that man, not that woman. Not that offering. Not that bag. So, whenever you want to give your offering, picture Jesus as the one taking your offering. And when Jesus takes your offering, and he blesses it, what happened? Remember, he blessed five loaves and, and two fishes. What happened to it? 
it fed more than 20,000. Because only men were 5,000. So if all the men have wives, five times two, that's 10,000. And they have two, two children. Minimum what? With only five loaves and two fishes. Learn to picture you are giving whatever you give to any man. You give it to who? Jesus. Therefore, as believers, we should actually be competing for our heavenly rewards and not for earthly gains. What do I mean? We are supposed to be asking ourselves, Brother, Brother Matthew, how many souls did you win this week? Ask. I look at my list as one ten. Oh, brother, you need, to, you need to pray more. You need to pray more. How many chapters have you read today? Have you finished your Bible reading? You finished the old Bible in this month? That is what we should be competing for. Not how, which type of clothes is that man wearing? Which type of car? Which type of company? Which type of this? You should be, we should be competing. Have you seen Jesus before? You know, Paul said, you have seen him. <laughs> we should be boastful of our exploit in the Lord. Well, here we are boasting about worldly things. How many cars? How many clothes? Which type of ring do you have? Do you have 100 carats gold? Or these? We should be boasting that as Jesus opened your heart to see your mansion in heaven. All of us should take competition. God, you must show me my home in heaven. And the first thing that, that God granted that opportunity will come and give testimony. I thank God today I saw my home in heaven. That is what we should be boasting of. And we should be competing for. How many missionaries are you supporting? And to what extent? That is what we should be boasting of. If we are truly reward-driven as believers, we must learn to see beyond the present and not to focus on the present. Let eternal reward drive your preparedness forever. Otherwise, you stand the risk of not preparing adequately. You know, if you are in the school, if you know that, I think I've done this in some exams. Some exams I know that I don't care about it. In fact, I will give you one of my secrets. Sorry about the medical guys there. When I was in school, I hate biology with passion. <laughs> I hate biology with what? Passion. So when it is time for exam, my dad, no, Nathan will not read anything biology. Because I don't like, I will never become a medical doctor. So I hate biology with what? With passion. But I know where my strength is. Try to focus on that. And that's the way it is. When you don't know what you are going for, you stand the risk of abusing it, of being complacent, of being indifferent, and doing it anyhow. Please, make sure you prepare adequately. And let the reward drive you. Let me just paint the picture of eternity and the present world we have. Eternity means timelessness. And this world we have, the maximum you spend, and we are even rejoicing, is 120. Me, I don't want to spend to 120. 
Because the whole teeth will be gone. Hmm? What's the essence? Let me go and enjoy with Jesus. <laughs> when the whole teeth, all your friends are gone, you don't have friends again. You, you are just, probably, if God granted you, they are carrying you all, all, all over. I don't want to. I want to go meet Jesus fast and leave this world. One of you, want, oh no, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Just let me do this, do this. At the end, 120, what happened? Collapse. <laughs> Praise God. Second Peter 3 8. Say, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years. And a thousand years as one day. You know what I mean? I did some calculation. One thousand years you spend on earth, and none of us will ever, no matter how you fast, no matter how you pray. No, none of us will ever stay in this world for 1,000 years. Not even 200. I know some people, they, they love this world so much. Good for you. You want to stay 200 years? Go ahead. None of us can ever stay 1,000 years. What does the Bible say? 1,000 years you spend, it's just how many days in heaven? In eternity, one day. Now look at it, compare it. Why then do we struggle about this world? I want to have that. And you lose focus of your eternity. You know what that means? Let's assume all of us will stay for 120 years. That is just 4.5 hours in eternity. 120 years that you spend on earth. It does what? 4.5, how many? Hours. In eternity. So which one should be your priority? This world or eternity? Please be wise. Plan for your eternity now. Plan for what? Your eternity now. Mark 8.36 says, What shall it profit a man if he gain the old world and loses his soul? Then let's go, to, let's go to the reward. There are two categories of eternal reward. Matthew 25.46 And this, talking about the sinners, the wicked, shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. So we have eternal rewards in heaven with Jesus, which I want for every one of us in here. But we also have what? Eternal reward in hell with the devil. And there is no middle ground. In fact, I heard from people said they will commit sin to the point that God will be so angry with them and when God wants to throw them to hell, God will throw them and they will, he will throw them beyond hell. <laughs> the devil is a liar. You don't know, the, the people going to hell, they will walk there themselves. You know, lights attract lights, huh? Because of your sin, your sin cannot go to heaven. Your sin will drive you. You want to go back to your sin. You say, no, no, you have to go to hell because I've committed sin. <laughs> so let us deceive ourselves. Don't deceive yourself. There's eternity in heaven with Jesus and there is eternity in hell with the devil. And both have rewards. And I'm going to show you. Let's focus on eternity rewards, eternal rewards in heaven. 
I'm going to go through six of them. I'll be fast. I know you know many of them, but just like what I've told you, I want to make your consciousness come to this reward. So that whenever you want to commit that sin, remember, oh, my reward, my reward is going, my reward is going, my reward is going. Devils, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. And you stop that sin. And you do that work for God, the more. Let this reward drive your performance in preparing for heaven. 1 Corinthians 2 9 says, But it is written, High hath not seen, nor hear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. So beyond these six that I'm going to tell you, note that Jesus just revealed these six unto us. When we get to heaven, there will be surprises. I'm going to show you in the scripture. <laughs> there will be surprises in heaven. In fact, I don't know if you have heard me say it. When I get to heaven, if it happens in heaven, I want to play that thing in heaven. When we are singing the choir in heaven, I want to play what? The drums. I've told God that's my own desire. That in heaven, I want to what? Play drums. I don't know your own desire. Do you even think about it at all? Two types of reward. We're getting closer to where I want you to pay attention. We have three common rewards that every believer that makes it to heaven will have. And we also have three unique rewards based on your performance. So let's look at the common rewards, the three of them. Number one, eternal salvation. Eternal salvation. That is your access to heaven. Hebrews 5.9 said, And being made perfect, Jesus became the author of eternal salvation unto them that obey him. Jesus became what? The author of eternal salvation. Matthew 10.22 He said, And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth Till the end shall be saved. I have taught a series here on we have instant salvation, progressive salvation, and ultimate salvation. Instant salvation is when you give your life. Wonderful. Progressive is where the Bible says work out your salvation. How? With fear and trembling. And the ultimate is this eternal salvation when you make it to heaven. That you are saved today is not a guarantee you will get to heaven. It's only those that what? Endure the end. Not those that enjoy. No. <laughs> heaven, making heaven is a great task. Jesus had to endure it. So who are you not to endure it? John 14:3. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. And where I am, there you may also be. Revelation 3:21. Revelation 3:21. To him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I have overcome and sat down with my Father in heaven. Listen to this. Of all the religion in the whole world, only Christianity, the founder of Christianity, Jesus Christ, promised that I will personally come and take you to heaven. The other said, well, we are dying now. We, don't, we are not even sure whether we'll make it to heaven. But God will come. But Jesus said, no. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to send an angel. 
There's no delegation of authority. I will come and take you to be with me. Are you not happy that you are in the right place? That you believe the right God? Put your hands together for Jesus. Go ahead and put your hands together for Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Other founders, they died. They don't even know where they are going. But your Jesus died, resurrected. And he said, go, I go. And I will come back. I personally will come back for you. I'm not going to send an angel. I'm not going to send anybody. I will come and take you to where I am. Somebody told me something, and to the glory of God, I saw it happen in my family last month. Last month, I lost my sister-in-law. One of my father in the law said something. He said, if you died in this world as a Christian, and Jesus did not come to take you home, I cannot guarantee you make it to heaven. When Stephen was being stoned, what happened? He saw who? Jesus. And when he said, oh, I see Jesus at the right hand of the Lord, the people got angry and they stoned him. But Jesus came for Stephen. This my sister-in-law, on the deathbed, when he was done in, this, in that clinic, she said, see Jesus. She put her eyes on one spot in the room. I said, see Jesus, see Jesus, he has come. See, I'm just waiting. She did not sleep for 12 hours. And why? He said, they have come. They are preparing my home in heaven. Somebody on the deathbed, sick. When I heard that, my spirit jumped. Because the truth is, no matter what you spend on this world, I've told you, 120 years, you are gone. Okay, where are you going? That is what matters. Jesus spent how many years? 33. Jesus will have stayed for 120 years. Nobody will stop him. Do you know that? But he decided to go 33 and a half years. So if you are going to die and Jesus did not come, <laughs> you better repent straight. You see that you are, you are losing your last breath and Jesus has not come to take you. Please begin to Jesus, please have mercy on me. That means you have something still fishy in your life. Praise God. Eternal victory. That's the second reward. Eternal victory. Revelation 21, 3 to 4. Revelation 21, 3 to 4. Eternal victory. He said, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them, and be their God. And look at verse 4. And God shall wipe away all, all what? Eternal victory. From their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Brethren, when we get to heaven, there will be no more visa problem. No more cancer. No more diabetes. No more barrenness. No more failure. No more problem. That is the reward meant for everyone that makes it to heaven. Eternal victory over the devil. And number three, reward, common reward, eternal access to heavenly luxury. I love this. Open with me to Revelation 21 because of our time. But please go and study Revelation 21 and 22, 1 to 11. 
Just Revelation 21, 10 to 27, and 1, 22, 1 to 11. Revelation 21, 10 to 27, and 22, 1 to 11. You will see the luxury that you are going to enjoy. Many of us are going for holiday now. You are already excited. Oh, I will see the wonders of the world. I will go to that tourist attraction. But let me present to you the best luxury in the whole universe. That you and I, we are going to enjoy in heaven. Revelation 21.10 I'm going to jump it. 11. Having the glory of God and a light was like unto a stone most precious even like a jasper stone. That is the light of Jesus. And had a wall great and high and had twelve gates and at the gates twelve angels and the name written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. Let's go to 18. And the beauty of the wall of faith shall be jasper. And the speed city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. What type of gold? What type of gold? Now, many of us, oh wonderful. Forgive me, I'm going to say this. The gold that we see in this world, many of us put it on our nose. On our head, on our here, on our nose, every on the leg, on your car, everywhere you decorate. But in heaven, the street be decorated with what? With gold. I'll show you something. <laughs> and the foundation of the world, look at this. When can you see the foundation of this building? Can you see it? Good. Now look at the foundation of, of the wall, not the house, the wall. The foundation of the wall in heaven were garnished with all manner of precious stones. You know, I did a study. There were 12 stones mentioned in levels. All these stones are precious stones used to make jewelry, to make choice things that you see in palaces, that you see in, they are not cheap stones you see anywhere. And you cannot even compare the quality of this world stone to what? To heaven. Look at it. It said, they were, the first foundation was jasper. The second, sapphire. The third, chalcedony. You can go ahead and read it. But when you look at it, only foundation. Twelve levels with precious stones. So what would be the material they will use for the house in heaven? Go and have Jesus. And when he tells you, come and tell me. <laughs> Holy Spirit. And 21. And the 12 gates were 12 pearls. That is jewelries. Treasures. We use them here for jewelries. Every several gate was one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold. As it were transparent glass. Hello? You know, you go to some hotels... When you see the tiles, you will be seeing yourself in the tiles. See yourself in the tiles. You go to some places in this world. And what do they use to use these tiles? But in heaven, gold will be on the street. Now, compare gold and coal tile, bitumen, that you drive on. Can you put bitumen on your hair? On your neck? Can you put it there? So you begin to compare. When you, the next time you are going to buy the next gold, <laughs> ask God. <laughs> Oh, this gold, wonderful. 
I want to put what they put on the floor and mash on in heaven. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Jesus, for your reward. Now, let's, let's look at something before, before we, we round up. They, and 22. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And please go on, go on, go on. Let's read 27. When you get to go and read it, all the luxury you are, we are going to enjoy in heaven. 27, and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie. I was telling somebody, I think within the week, the first lie that was, the first sin committed in the church and attracted immediate judgment was what? Lie. Ananias and Sapphira, they told a lie and they were killed immediately. And you, you tell lie at will. You say, I will, I, will, I, will, I will ask for forgiveness later. Remember, Ananias and Sapphira will have said, we will have for forgiveness later. Let's just say this thing and we'll give half. Tomorrow might be too late. The next time you want to tell that lie, you better remember. All liars are going to wear to hell. He said, but they which are written in the Lamb book of life. Are you eager to have access to this luxury? Like you go to all those vacations. All those places you long to see. Many of us, we have been saving for this vacation we are going since last year. We have been saving the money. Are you saving the money for heaven? Are you saving to get the reward in heaven or you are just enjoying life? Like you save for those vacations to go and see those wonders which I call trash of the world. Those nonsense of the world, they call martial. They call beauty. Are you preparing to go meet your God and have access to the to heavenly luxury? So next time you are saying you are going for holiday, or whatever you call it, vacation. First, prepare for what? Your luxury in heaven. Let's go to the individual reward. And this is really where we need to be careful. Whether you like it or not, there will be categories in heaven. There will be what? Remember, when the mother, the son of Zebedee, said, let me be on the right on the left. Jesus said, no, it is not for me to tell you it's going to be at that level. It is not for me. In heaven, there will be categories. I will show you. There will be levels. And in fact, in hell, there will be levels too. <laughs> I'm going to show you. I pray I will have time to do that. Individual recognition of your service will be subjected to fire test. Your service you render in this world will be subjected to fire test. 1 Corinthians 3, 11 to 15. 1 Corinthians 3, 11 to 15. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon the foundation of gold, silver, precious stones, those are good. Now he went ahead. He said, wood, hair, stumble. Every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by what? By fire. And fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. So look at it. 
Some people will be shameful in heaven. There will be shameful faith in heaven. How? Look at it. If any man's work shall be born because they are wood, they are hay, they are what fire can consume and not refine, it shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Do you see that? When we get to heaven, our work shall be tried. If you are doing the work of God anyhow, you are building on, with foundation, wood. And when fire touch wood, what happens? It turns into ashes. But when fire touch gold, what happens? It refines it. It makes it get brighter, shiner. So what type of work are you offering to God? You see, I, said, I told you at the beginning, it is not by, oh, it is the bread of life fellowship. When we get to heaven, we'll be in one place. No. It is your work, not the work of bread of life fellowship. Your work will be tried by fire. Don't wait for shame in heaven. Start to serve God with every zeal in you. Your reward depends on the quality of your work. Please offer only quality service unto God. Be diligent. Stop murmuring because of the work you are doing for God. Just face what you are here for. Many of us are busy analyzing people. Oh, this one did not do that. This one said this to me. This one said, I told you at the beginning, God will not judge you based on what somebody did to you. Including slapping you, malice, keeping unforgiveness, doing everything. God will not judge you because of what they did. He will judge you because of what? What you did. How did you respond? So let's stop focusing on what others are doing or they are not doing. Focus on you and your God. Hebrews 11, 6. Say, God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Not seek him anyhow. Not seek him with hypocritical mind. Not seek him to please pastor, to please somebody. Not coming to church because they don't want, they know people will call them. Aim for full reward. Second John 1, 8. Number two, individual reward is your mansion. There have been a lot of teaching about mansion. When I search, I try to do a study. So people say, when we get to heaven, the mansion will be the old heaven. That we're not going to have individual house. But say, in my father's house, there are what? Many, not one. Many mansions. Don't be deceived. There's mansion in heaven for every believer. John 14, 1 to 3. Say, my father's house, there are many mansions, and I go, I will come back to take you. I'm going to give you one illustration. You know, when I hear people say they, they, they saw a revelation, they die, they go to heaven, I don't believe all. Because I know the devil too does those, those, those gimmicks. My father and the Lord, Pastor Adeboe, many of us will know him. He said he was praying, God, open my heart, I want to see my mansion in heaven. He has been praying it for long. God did not answer that prayer. When God decided to answer, God said, okay, you want to see heaven? Go and restitute. What did I do, God? Before you got married, before you got born again, you were sleeping with your wife's friend. In other words, he was unfaithful in his marriage. 
to the friend of the wife before he got born again. God said, go and tell your wife you did it. I want to tell you what happened before he saw this vision. So that you think you'll be able to believe it. God said, go and tell your wife all those is her friends that you slept with before you got born again. And he had to go and do it. And when he did that, God said, okay, now I can show you your house in heaven. For you to, if you have any hidden sin, you better go and repent. Don't get to heaven before you know the truth. And when God opened his eyes, you know what happened? God showed him his mansion. And he said he saw they were still building, hiding rooms, hiding rooms. And he said he had God, God, but this thing is big enough. Why are they hiding rooms? He said, every soul you win on heart, additional room in heaven. I believe that because I know the source of the story. Because I know he's my mentor. He doesn't tell lies. Every soul you win is what? Additional room for you. Where? In heaven. And permit me to say, every service you render is a raw material to build your mansion in heaven. So the moment you commit sin, what happens? Demolition. Pastor Shen will tell you. That's what we call in my company. Demolition scope. You have built a house. You don't need it again. What do you do? You demolish it. You remove it. So when you are building, you are winning soul. You are serving God. And they are building your mansion in heaven. The moment you commit sin, what happens? They mobilize caterpillar. Go and demolish the house. So the next time you want to commit sin, know what you are doing in heaven. So the size of your mansion, the bigger your mansion, how many rooms, depend on what? The number of souls. You know what God told him also? He said, when we get to heaven, every child, every soul you want, they will be coming to come and say hi to you in your mansion. They'll be coming to come and greet you. That will be wonderful fellowship in heaven. <laughs> and the final individual reward, I'm going to be fast on this, many of us will know it, is the crown. The crowns. The crowns. I'm going to summarize it by Revelation 19, 11 to 13. Jesus is currently wearing this, all these crowns. There are five crowns. I'm going to take you through them. I'll be fast. But look at what Jesus did. Revelation 19, 11 to 13. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he just joined and make word. 12. His eyes were as flame of fire, and on his head were what? Many crowns. Jesus is currently wearing all the five crowns because he paid the price for those crowns. Five crowns. I don't know what it's going to be. Whether one here, one here, one here, or five of them, I don't know. But the Bible says Jesus is doing what? Wearing many crowns. And what are these crowns? Number one, Crown of righteousness. Second Timothy 4.8 It is meant for those that love God and those that love and eagerly wait for His second coming. Those that everything they do is thought about, oh God, I don't want to miss heaven. 
I want to go and write this exam. I'm not going to cheat because I want to make heaven. I want to go and do this business transaction. I'm not going to lie because I want to make heaven. I want to go to my office today. I will not do the wrong thing because I want to make heaven. Oh, I will not commit fornication because what? I want to make heaven. The crown of righteousness. The crown of purity. Number two, crown of rejoicing. For those that win souls and get them established. 2 Thessalonians 2, 19 to 20. 2 Thessalonians 2, 19 to 20. And number three, incorruptible crown. For those that discipline their bodies and have self-control. Those that discipline their body. I was telling my family this morning. The sin is, is, is good. In bracket. The moment you are committing the sin, you enjoy some pleasure in it, right? But what happened after? Torment. If you don't learn how to discipline your body, you don't learn how to have self-control, you are not going to get this crown. Remember, God is the perfect judge. He knows whether you did it right or not. The incorruptible crown. 1 Corinthians 9, 25-27. Number 4, crown of life. This is for the martyrs. For those that patiently endure temptation, trials, persecution, and suffer for Jesus faithfully till death. James 1.12, Revelation 2.10. Revelation 2.10. Please know that as believers, you are not allowed to kill yourself. You are not allowed to commit suicide. Lots of people are committing suicide in the name of religion because they have brainwashed them that when you kill yourself, suicide bombing, when you get to heaven, they will give you virgin in heaven. <laughs> oh God. They told them when, they, when you get to heaven, what will happen? They will, give them, they will marry virgin. You kill yourself, hell straight. Judas Iscariot killed himself. Where is he now? Hell. They must backslidden. A company of Paul. And the Bible did not tell us that Dema came back to Christ. Where is he? Only God knows. And the final one, the crown of glory. For those that effectively play their role as leaders in different capacities. First Peter 5, 1-4. 1 Peter 5, 1-4. And permit me to say, when the Bible is saying leaders... It's also saying leaders in every home. You don't play your role adequately as is required as a father in your house, as a mother in your house. What happens? You don't get this crown. You make heaven wonderful. But in heaven, many of us will have five crowns like Jesus. Many of us will have four, two, one. How many do you want to have? I leave that to you. But I want to be like Jesus. I want to have the five crowns. Then you must be ready to pay those prices. Please watch out and be adequately prepared. For there will be clear and eternal distinction in heaven among believers that make it. You know how painful that will be. There will be no room for you to do another work that fire will not burn. Do you know that? When you get to heaven, you cannot serve God and get another reward again. When you get to heaven, you cannot win more souls and make your mansion bigger. <laughs> So eternal regret. Even you make heaven, but eternal what? 
regret. Oh, why didn't I serve God better? So why not serve Him now? And don't regret in heaven. And of course, you cannot increase your crown when we get to heaven. You know that? You cannot increase your crown again. It's eternity with one crown. With no crown. <laughs> Praise God. Now, let's just round up here. I'll just go to eternal reward in hell. The summary of it is everything you find in heaven, the opposite is in, in hell. Revelation 20, 15. Revelation 21, 8. In hell, there will be eternal destruction, unlike eternal salvation. There will be eternal defeat, unlike eternal victory. There will be eternal punishment in lake of fire, unlike eternal mansion and luxurious life. Mark 9, 43 to 44. Luke 12, 47 to 48. Let me show you something. I will pray. In heaven, in hell, there are degrees of punishment. Let's see. Luke 12, 47 to 48. And that servant, which knew his Lord's will, and prepared not himself. That means you heard the gospel, but you did not respond. Neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with how many? Many stripes. You heard the gospel. You failed to listen. And you make it to hell. You'll be beaten with what? Many stripes. But look at the second one. But if that knew not, you did not hear the gospel. And did commit things worthy of stripes. But your conscience was wrong. You know many people have, what will happen to people that before Jesus Christ, how would they be judged? This is how it is. He said, you did not hear about the gospel. But you did things worthy of going to hell. They shall be beaten with what? With what? Few stripes. So even in hell, there are grace of punishment. Let's pass up on our feet. I believe God has painted to you and her today the reward that we stand to gain when we get to heaven. And of course, the final thing you get in hell is eternal crown of pain, of sorrow, of gnashing of teeth, unlike eternal crown in heaven. What must I do to ensure I make it to heaven? There are five of them, but because of our time, I'm not going to... The Holy Spirit has spoken to you about them. But please, from now on, whatever you do, please picture your reward in heaven. Let your reward drive you to run from sin. Let your reward propel you to do more for Christ. And I pray you shall not miss your reward in the name of Jesus. You shall not re- leave, miss your reward in the name of Jesus. Just like many of us, we are going to leave Oman one day, whether you like it or not. You spend 50 years in Oman, you will leave. And we are all investing at home, doing everything and looking towards that day. Are you preparing for heaven? You will leave this world one day. Are you preparing for heaven? You came to Oman, you will leave, whether you like it or not. Even if you become citizen, you will go to heaven. Are you preparing for that time? Every eye is closed. The rest of heaven is not easy, but it's highly rewardful. It is not a marathon. 
It is a marathon, not a sprint. So you need patience and endurance. You are here, you are not born again. The Lord wants to help you. All this reward is meant for only those that give their life to Jesus. He doesn't want you to go to hell, to hell and be beaten with many stripes because you have heard it. Your hope will be maximum punishment in hell. You know you are not born again. You are in this church right now. I want to raise up your hands to the Lord. I want to pray with you for your salvation. God bless you, sir. God bless you. There are many people, there's nothing to be ashamed about it. I've told you it's not because you come to church. It's all because of you. You know you are not born again. Raise up your hand now. The blood of the leadership of this church is not on us again. It's on yourself. Your blood is on your head. If you know you are not born again, or you are born again before you are backslidden, you are on and off. Raise up your hand. Your Christianity is on and off. Today you are, you are strong. Tomorrow you are down. He said, only those that endure to the hand shall be saved. You are in this church right now. God bless you. God bless you. Please raise up your hand. Raise up your hand. We pray with you so that everyone will see your hand lifted up. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for your son that has decided to surrender his life unto you. And as many doing that right now, please accept them as your son. Help them to make it to heaven. Please forgive their sin. Wash this one clean by your blood. And the grace never to go back to sin again. Please give unto them. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. God bless you, sir. Please see me after the service. I want to see you. And if you took that decision in secret, please see me after the service. Because I don't want you to go with lack of understanding. You need to know what you have done. And you will make it to heaven in the name of Jesus. The rest of us are going to just pray this prayer. Say, Father, give me the grace to run the race successfully till I see you face to face. If I have to leave this world before rapture, please come for me, Jesus. Come for me. Come for me if I have to die before rapture. And if I wait until rapture, please make me worthy to reign with you, to go with you in eternity. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let's continue praying. Let's say, Lord, let me live with an eternal perspective. Would you pray that prayer as we close this afternoon? Lord, let me live my life with an eternal perspective. Father, help me to live my life with an eternal perspective. There are only two eternal destinations, heaven or hell. And I and every person that I know is going to either one of these. Lord, help me to live with an eternal perspective. Father, help me live with an eternal perspective. Thank you, God. The Lord Jesus said, lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Thank you, Father, for this word that you gave us this day. From this day forth, we resolve through the power of the Holy Spirit to live a holy life in Jesus' name. Father, we will live with eternal perspective in Jesus' name. O Lord, haste the day when my faith shall be sight, and the, and the clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trump shall resound, and the Lord shall descend. Even so, it is well with my soul. 
Give grace to your servant who spoke unto us this day. He shall not lose his reward in Jesus' name. And now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God our Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with us all now and forevermore. Amen. Surely his goodness and mercy shall follow us. Amen. The Lord go with you. Your reward is certain in Jesus' name.